The Christian faith is a happy faith, right? I mean, it's focused on a resurrection. It's focused on forgiveness. It's focused on redemption. It's focused on a time, as we heard read in the Isaiah scripture, of of this time when, when we will be with God and sit at a great feast. I mean, we're not talking just good food. We're talking like the best, most sumptuous feast we've ever had with the best, you know, most robust wine we've ever drank with just all surrounded in the love of God, that this is the way we think about our Christian faith is that it is progressing to something beautiful and wonderful and good. And that when, as we come to this new life in Christ, that we have that kind of belief and opportunity to live into this joy and wonder of our faith. And sometimes I think we don't do a good enough job being reminded in the midst of all of that that there will be tears. That the bill of goods that we might get sold by certain denominations or certain preachers about the fact that when you believe in Jesus that all of a sudden everything is just rose petals and delight Bonbons and marzipan, peanut butter cups, whatever it is that's your thing that you like. That our lives are still filled with life. And that God, in creating this universe and in creating us, didn't just create a life that is onward and upward and that everything just flows swimmingly all the way along for us, at least in the way that we think it ought to. That's the catch. There will be tears. There will be times of trial. There will be troubles. There will be death. There will be disease. There will be pandemics. There will be politics. There will be family strife. There will be illness. And for a lot of of folks who were raised in the Christian faith, when they come face to face with a difficult time, they shake their fist at God and you say, God, I've done all the right things. I've lived the right way. I've prayed the right prayers. I've gone to church. I've I've given my money. I've, I've served the poor. I've done this. Why is this happening to me? Forgetting that the promise of God is not some sort of quid pro quo. It's not some sort of, well, if you, you know, if you just live your life the right way, then God's going to bless you. I think that's the American religion. If you work super hard and you do all the right things and you meet the right people and you surround yourself with the right people, that you're going to get blessed. And what we mean by blessed is you're going to have lots of money in your bank account, you're going to drive a nice car, you're going to have a a beautiful lover, and, you know, you'll never get sick. Here, just take these pills. You know, just follow my financial scheme. Just get this degree. Whatever it is that this bill of goods that we get sold in the American religion, I think in some ways because we we don't want to deal with what is right in the center of our faith, which is suffering and death. 
I mean, in a lot of Protestant congregations, you know, during Holy Week, we go right from the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, Jesus is riding on the donkey, hail the king, to Jesus is risen. And we miss the part where Jesus walks the trail of tears, basically. Where he gives his life. He is whipped, he's beaten, a crown of thorns is placed on his head, he's placed on a cross. Jesus even cries out to the Father, why have you forsaken me? There will be tears. Just think about Jesus' mother who's watching this whole drama unfold. The one who, who we believe understood this promise of her son being this great Messiah and, and being the one to lead into a new era and to have all this teaching. And here she is witnessing his crucifixion. You can't tell me that she was not crying, was not hurting, was not wondering there will be tears. And yet, the sun also rises. The moon goes through its phases. The leaves grow on the trees and then they shine and they glitter with their green and then they fall to the earth in their beauty and color, nourishing the earth again as they give their life. We sleep and we rise with the opportunity to embrace this life that we've been given. We sleep and we rise with the opportunity to embrace the new life that we've been given in Christ with trust and not with fear. Because I believe that it's fear that takes those tears and turns them into anger, the desire for retribution, the desire for violence. It takes the fear, takes our Fear takes our fear of death or our fear of insignificance and turns it into something that means that I've got to get mine and that means you can't get yours. And so we sleep and we rise with the opportunity to live into this new life that trusts that our faith that is built, yes, on hope and it is built on redemption and it is built on resurrection and it is built on a new life that this trust in the God of all of that is present in the midst of the tears. In the midst of the violence, in the midst of the death, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the disease, that God is present with that. And we can meet the things of this world with an equanimity, with an acceptance of these things. Not that we wouldn't fight against you know, prejudice and sexism and all those isms that we have. Not that we wouldn't seek to do the things we God, but that as things come at us and as, as we experience the tears and the difficulties of our lives, that we might meet that with a trust and a faith 
that believes that God is still in the midst of it. And there will be tears. And that's why this passage, I think, is so important. I mean, Jesus, the one who we come to believe is God, the second person of the Trinity. You've heard me talk a lot about the Trinity lately. That as his good friend has been put in the tomb and he wasn't there, he decided not to be there. That's another part of the story. But he wasn't there and he encounters the sisters of his good friend who are coming to him and they're angry with him and they don't understand why he wasn't there and why, why, why didn't he save his life because they believe that he could. Jesus gets disturbed in, his, in himself and he begins to weep. See how he loved him. I believe that when God sees the troubles that we have, the pain that we experience, that God weeps as well. That God is present in the midst of it, in God's spirit, walking with us when there will be tears. There will be tears. But there is also joy. And there is redemption. And there is forgiveness. And there is hope. So whatever it is that you are going through right now, this time in your life, Whatever troubles you are having, whatever troubles you see in the world, whatever, whatever fight you are fighting, whatever cause you are trying to advance that you are being thwarted in, whatever it is that's going on, don't give up. Don't think you've done something wrong. Believe that God is with you in the midst of all of it, in this new life that you've already been given. In the name of Christ. Amen.